Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. a young boy my father said to me put this scarf around your neck and sing the blues with me and now I am much older there's a place I want to be it's red faucet is beautiful it's steeped in history and I know what I'll find when the place comes alive, I got that battle fever coming over me, and I got butterflies and hurricanes. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Battlefield Podcast, brought to you by Battle Fever Network. Um, before we start off, right, just people, I'd just like to thank our sponsors again. That's G4 Claims, uh, M- MK Printing, uh, it's in, in EK Printing, and of course, uh, CP Plumbing and Eaton. Uh, thanks for your support, guys. It's uh, greatly appreciated as always. So uh, I'm kicking off the events this evening, or proceedings this evening, should I say. Uh, Scott is on his way back from Ibrox, where he attended uh, this afternoon's press conference with Michael Beale. Um, he should be along shortly and then he can take over uh, the running of the ship, as they say. Um, so joining me this evening, um, across here to my left, is the wonderful Gio. How are you doing, Gio? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Excited. Excited. It's hard not to get excited when the manager's unveiled in the, in the blue room, isn't it? That's true. That's true every, yeah. Everybody was watching, mate. It was brilliant. Um, I know there was a few people before the, the, the announcement was made that weren't too fussed on them, but I think... 
I think he said a lot of the right things. So yeah, I'm excited. Good to be back. Good to be back talking with a bit of positivity for once as well, which is great, isn't it? Feels fucking weird. But here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and directly below Gio, uh, it's the one only Simi says believe. Evening, Simi. How are you doing, buddy? Good, lads. I'm good. Is Gio was saying there, there were some people that about a week ago might have been using words like uninspiring and lazy recruitment. I, for one, did not see any of that chat in the Battle Fever <laughs> podcast WhatsApp group. Um, we were always nothing but supportive of Michael Beale from the start. I mean, I actually think you'll find I messaged in September at the firm game and said, Do you think we're going to go in for Beale? Really? Can't prove it. Mm-hmm. Well, well okay. actually, yes, we like to see that. Hello. I'll, I'll let you scroll back and I'll let it just directly below me, resplendent in pink, cycling away on his rehabilitation continues. It's the one and the only. It's Snags. Evening, buddy. Good evening, policies. How are how are we doing tonight, mate? How are you doing? You all right? I'm all right. I'm getting by, thanks. Aye. Good. Good chat. Just about. Good chat. Aye. It was good chat. <laughs> aye. Uh, okay, so... We'll start off the same, but obviously it was uh, Michael Beale was unveiled at Ibrox today, which I mentioned earlier on. Uh, Scott, hurry up. Um, so, oh, hang on, go for it. What was that? <laughs> mm-hmm. That was very brief. Don't, is, there, is there something naughty in there we shouldn't be seeing? No, I mean, it's probably, let's be honest. Um, all right, okay, yeah. At all times. But yes, it's 3rd of September, uh, 13.43. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how many goals were done by that point, but I said we bring Gerard back. <laughs> I can see it. I then changed it. Do we go in for Bill at some point? We emoji eyes. So this isn't a fan wish list. I'm trying to think what the board would realistically do. But at this point, I know I'm fucking steaming. As they won't take the blame. <laughs> also, maybe I'm overreacting. We'll finish with a trophy. We get the last four of the Champions League. Make Bizgrove eight million in bonuses. Uh, Scott said, "Sam, you're a fucking genius. I love you." Uh, Paul said the same. Everybody said the same. I love me, and I'm brilliant, and amazing, and I'm probably going to be writing the old sign. Probably Gio said, "Fuck Chola, he's shy for some reason." And then, uh, <laughs> then then Snags left the chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. Right? That's yeah. That's how I know it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and don't verified. forget, if you want to sponsor Snags. If you want to sponsor Snagsy on his uh, sponsored cyclophone from Swindon to Glasgow, uh, right, yeah. make sure make sure you go to the the live show in a couple of weeks, and he'll be there in person because he'll have arrived by then. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll be the one. He's, he'll be the one powering the the all the amps and everything for the live music. Got it. Yeah, here he is. Here's the man here. It's Scott. How are you doing? I'm gonna take my specs off. How are we? That's Clark Kent already. Yeah. Hey, mate. Listen, I've been called. I've been called many things, but Clark Kent's number one. Well, Clark Kent's number one. Oh, well, <laughs> we've just started, mate. Don't we? We're, we're killing time till you got here. So, um, I've done the introductions. So, um, Scott, good evening. How are you doing? How is how is the press I'm, conference? I'm okay, mate. Well, I wasn't actually at the press conference because my work and stuff like that. I was just. It was got to be a a crazy jaunt to get over there, basically in time. Ah. So what I did, what I did was, I went for the 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 briefing with fan media, right? And I know I don't really like that term, but the briefing with fan media, and I swore I wasn't going to get involved with a manager the way 
I did with Steven Gerrard. I have failed already, and he's only in the job 48 hours. I have this gone. It's finished. He's coming down, and I'm getting a cardboard cut out made of Michael Beal. Um, ah, Mate, no, I'm working on he... designing masks at the minute. Just Bailey masks. <laughs> I'm, I'm bailing it. I'm bailing it across the top. <laughs> love it. Love it. He's uh, he, obviously, we didn't record the fan media briefing because we wanted it to be an honest conversation between us as supporters and um, though that was Ross Wilson was present, Michael Beal and um, Sure Robertson, and it's safe to say that his his enthusiasm for the post, his enthusiasm for the club, his enthusiasm for the job is just it's it's off the scale. And I know, listen, we could all sit in that seat that he's in the new with that club tie on and that suit on and say, you know, we, our enthusiasm would shine through because we're all supporters of the club, so of course it would. But there's just something. He he'll he'll do things differently from um hi Jeep. He'll do things differently from Geo, obviously. He's gonna he's gonna go for teams, by the way. He's gonna mm-hmm. get the ball down and go forward at pace um and playing the game the way I think we all would like to watch the game. And to see that back at Ibrox would be brilliant. That's the reason why, you know, a lot of us fell in love with the whole thing under Gerard was that what we were watching was actually really good at times, especially in Europe. You know, we, we took the game two teams. We've not seen that, you know, Champions League, prime example there. We never once had a go at a team. You know, PSV yeah. was the last time, really. And uh, it, it just petered out and we ended up, you know, we ended up gubbed, you know. So, um, listen to him, I think the, the, the things that I took away from it is there'll no be a player signed at the, at the club that Michael Beale hasn't approved, which I think is a positive for us as fans. I don't think that's been happening before, Um I think there's always been a recruitment plan there, but I think Michael Beale was heavily involved in that. So to have him in the door now as our manager is is a positive. He he just he, he just seems to be buzzing and ready to go um, with everything that he's, that he's that the players have been putting in apparently the last three days has been nothing short of incredible. And I know there'll be the cynics there that and myself included will say, well, to be fair, they've not kicked their ass for six months, so they should be ready to go. They should be buzzing. Yeah. Um, but to actually get that done on paper. Um, in terms of you know what his plans are there and putting across to him, I think there's been a lot of a lot of honest conversations being had, and I think we're going in the right direction. Again, time will tell in terms of the the performances on the park. I did ask him if I could play, and he said no. So I suppose <laughs> that's positive for where his head's at. <laughs> I did say, can we play? <laughs> he said no. So, <laughs> mate, I thought you were there. I thought you were there to try and get the assistant manager job or something. You were all mate on that. On that, Did you not take your laptop with your, your football manager stats from the last year and just show them? <laughs> well, mate, no. not interested in that. It's I would have just brought out the laptop, mate, opened it up and say, check that out, big lad. Get me <laughs> in, coach. Sick see me on the assist, see on assistant manager thing? I don't believe we'll go for an assistant manager. I think he's coaching staff as his first team coaches and, and that's it. I think that's going to be it, I'm afraid. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I think if Michael Beals decided that and he's okay with that, then as long as he's decided it, then I'm okay with that myself because at the end of the day, you, you'll find that there will be a guy there who is technically his assistant. You know, they're mm. probably all assistants. It's like Pep, you try and name Pep. It's not like Walter and Archie where we knew we had, you know, Walter was your one main time. man and Archie uh, was your assistant. I don't think modern day football is like that. I think you have your your, your coach or your manager and then you have a team run about them. But Gerard did it as well, although Gary Matty was his assistant. Michael Beals going to work in the same way as that there'll be coaches that he has that will look after groups of players and it comes together. In front. I mean, Stevie and Snagsy were talking about this on Monday night, this exact thing. 
that's the way he operates. It's the way he operated under under Gerard. Again, key points that I took was and quote maybe shouldn't quote but quote is we will go for the throats. And if that's if that's what we're going to want today, then hey, we're all in for a hell of a ride again. And let's just hope that it. He's not going to get as much time as what they did the last time in terms of you know two and three years to win a title. Mm-hmm. So he has to hit the ground running. There can't be any excuses. I think positives for us is that you know he's, he's going to get players back fit soon. Hopefully, there's no time scales by the way on to any of the players. We'll see what happens with that. You know, I, I, I don't. I think he's caught in the rock in the hard place of right. I want these players back, but I don't want these players back just to come in and be part of a squad. I want these players to be able to come back in and help the squad and contribute positively rather than going back out injured in three weeks' time. Um, he treats players, for what he was telling us, is very much, what do you want to achieve? If you want to achieve a Premier League player, then that's what I'll hold you to. If you want to earn 50 grand a week, that's what I'll hold you to. That's great. That's what we need. We need people in there who's got to say, well, if you want to play at that level, you need to train that you're at that level. You need to play that you're going to be at that level. You can't say that. We can all sit here, I want to be a Premier League player. I want to play for Rangers. In fact, it's never going to happen for me. But these players have still got that at their feet. You know, that they could go and earn 50, 60 grand and play in the Premier League. It's all looking positive without jumping all in Aye. like I was. <laughs> like I've been. Yeah. I'm trying I, I to keep noticed, it I noticed when he was talking about Morella, someone actually asked him, um, I think it might have been um, it Derek Tanner asked him. Was it, it Dell? Dell asked him. No, it was, Derek, no, it was Derek Tanner. Was actually. And and maybe he hadn't looked as fit, and and he said yes, but also Kamar Roof, and and obviously you know there's been rumblings about him in the last couple of weeks and months about his availability and the injury record and things like that there. But it was interesting that he mentioned him as well, and, and obviously you know he's got he's definitely got options now when it comes to those strikers. We we actually put out a wee a wee post the other day saying. Is he the type of manager who would potentially play two up front the way Gerard did when he played Alfie and he played Morelos? But it was it was or Alfie and, and Kamar Ruth. But it was it was interesting that he did mention him as well and someone who's sort of been forgotten a wee bit about this season, hasn't he? I don't think he's going to be as rigid as Gio. I think he'll be fluid with his formation. Yeah. I think you know, like you said, there, mate. Gerard played. I mean, the season we won the title, Ruth was top goal scorer. Yeah, and Morelos was immense that season. The both of them played. I think. We might we might see that you know at some point we might see Cholak being put in there alongside Alfie. We might see you know Kamar Roof when he's back fit be back in in there alongside Alfie or alongside Cholak, whatever it might be the combination. There definitely won't be that rigid way of <laughs> this is how we play in terms of we're not got to, we're not got to deviate for that. It's one up front and that's it. You know what I mean? I, th- I think there's got to want to be a time where he said it himself. Take the handbrake off. That's that's his that's his mantra. We need to let the players go. We need to let the players play. We need to make them feel good about their environment, environment, and, and feel good about themselves again to then flourish on the park. And I know people will say, and I'm one of them, they've no gave us enough in the last, you know, and they've 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 no won a lot, and they have me. But he'll look. I trust that. But the way I, the way I keep it is, I trust that he's going to look in the whites of eyes and say, "Do you want to be here and play for this football club?" And see if you don't, I don't think it matters the relationship that Michael Beals had before. Because I, I, I do think he got a good relationship with his players, but I don't think mm-hmm. he's pally pally, close, close, I'm your mate type. I think he's very much a disciplinarian, by the way. He said he said that, he said that, that in that interview, the Sky one, was it Daniel Curry? Yeah. And he was talking about that. They said uh, everybody, everybody finds some kind of like really good pals and close with the players because like Gerald was kind of a authority figure. I mean, that's not what it was really like at all. I got on with them, but 
it was nearly like we were all going out all the time and that. So I, I find that whole pals thing has probably been over in Belgium a wee bit because it looked yeah. at Golson like a long lost lover when he came to Ibrox. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, when he was talking as well, he mentioned, um, I think it was the interview he had yesterday um, with Tottenham Sky. He said that he said, you're going to see something different. He says, it won't be the same style of play we had when I was here with Stephen, and it won't be the same style of play as it was uh, under the last manager under Gio. He's done. He's done. He's, he's progressed on since since then. He's another year working with different players. He's got other ideas. But there's, there's one thing he said to me. Uh, it said to me that he's going to, he's going to completely change his ethos in many respects. Is the fact that he said um, when the players take the pitch, I want them, I want there to be chaos. I want them to create chaos amongst the opposition. They've got no idea what's happening. So that so that that to me. Says he's got a major plan because that's what you want. Because remember, we when Jared was first here, um, and it was changing styles within games. Um, remember, they were sort of hunting in packs, all around chasing not not like schoolboys, uh, football where they all chase after the ball, but they were kind of hunting in packs to get the ball back. And then they, then that style changed. The minute the ball back, they went to a completely different system, and it was a, and it was attack, 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 attack. But then defended, defended the unit, and attacked as a unit. And I, I think. That that really threw a lot of teams off balance, especially in the fifty-five season. And you mm-hmm. saw that against Celtic, we completely dominated them because they, they they had a slight tactical change, and that and that's what completely done things there. So we might go back to something like that again, but obviously progressed on. You've got to remember though that they've had six to eight games under different guidance now. Yeah. Right. So they kind of just flick that back to being you know the free flowing type football that we were that we were watching at times. It's going to take time. Especially added into the fact that he doesn't have a pre-season to make sure that the fitness is what he would require and his plan would require. He's only got two weeks, right? So the, the, the guy's really going up against it already. And I'm not making excuses for him here. He is genuinely going up against it. He's got an injury list that would frighten you. The, the players, there will be players coming back soon, yes. But how many of them in what position? We don't know. And like I say, like we understand as well. Michael Beale's not going to come out and tell us. By the way, see for Habs game, Golden's fit, um, Ben Davies is fit. Uh, you know, Kamal Roos fit. Why? Because it tells the opposition manager who's fit. We all complained about that under Gio, right? <laughs> so he might be sitting there with two or three of them ready to go for the Habs game. It's quite right that we should be kept in the dark about that. We should find that out when, it, when his team's announced. The same way Habs should find that out. We and it's called creating chaos. Like, like you just said, Paul. That's exactly the quote the guy used. We want to create chaos. We want to create bedlam. We want to make teams. And for so long, I've said teams are so comfortable against Rangers. They know the way they were going to play. We could set a team up to counter what we were going to do. For for us, for him coming in and saying we want to be unpredictable, we want to be that the other manager and the other players are having their most uncomfortable ninety minutes against us in the season. That's exactly the way that we need it to be. And it's. Andrew says he's heard then about Haji. Michael Peel did mention Haji and guy's been out for a year. We need again. Aye, patience. We're excited. Yeah, we are excited, yeah. but we have to temper expectation a wee bit as well here. And I'm not saying accept nonsense. No, we don't accept nonsense. We never have done. But I think we need to let let players come back, let them bed in again, let them get going again, let Michael Beale get his and his staff get his ideas across. And then I do genuinely think we'll see a Rangers team that we can be proud of again. But it's Aye. going to take time. I think um, also I'm going, to, I'm going to come to Snags and Simi here. Um, I know I'm kind of taking over here. Uh, you're, you're the boss. Such a diva, isn't it? I'm enjoying my beer. Thanks very much. That's right. I'm going to ask this to Snags and Simi. He made a quote talking. He was asked about 56, and he basically said, "We have to win 56 as soon as possible." 
Um, he says, and you also mentioned the fact that there was a swing of over seven points from this time last season, and Celtic overtook us and they, they ultimately won the league. But he also made a point of getting uh, two domestic cups as well. Uh, they're, they're both, they're both, they are both definitely achievable. The league is just it's a wee bit out there, but he reckons we could do it. But he's, he, he acknowledges fifth, winning fifty six as soon as possible is the will is the way to go. So, do you think that is realistic? Um, I, I, personally, I like his attitude towards it. Um, Snags and Sammy, I'll, I'll go Snags first. What do you what do you reckon of his comment on that? Um, I think um, he, you know he's very cleverly managing expectations. Um, and as I as I kind of um, alluded to on, on the on the last podcast when you um, I kind of mentioned two words that asked but asked me what my kind of thoughts and expectations were on the McBeal appointment, and I said I just want to see the team trending upwards. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's that's the best expectation we can hope for in the in the in the kind of short term. Um, in terms of McBeal translating his identity of his team. Uh, sorry, into into the team and obviously onto the pitch. I think obviously we're going to see that immediately. But in, you know, as, as Scott was saying about um, you know regards to fitness and things like that, that's that's going to take time. You know, I think we should kind of look to maybe February, March to kind of see that working full steam. I think what we'll see is a is a version of it coming, and then you know, solid game management whilst we kind of get those fitness levels up. Um, so you know, I'm not expecting like amazing things straight away. I think. Um, you know, like I said, I think it's it's, it's important we're realistic, um, and as long as the team is trending upwards, then that's good for me. Um, and just to touch briefly on what we're talking about regards um, the players and uh, the kind of hands-on coaching um, that McBeal has, I think one of the things that um, he discussed was obviously taking players on a journey, and I think we sort of touched on that a minute ago. You know, where they kind of want to be, and 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 how does that look? You know, uh, you know, I would love to play for Liverpool, for example. Well, let's help you to get there. But in the here and now, I need you to show me what you're capable of. I need you to buy into this, and I need you to buy into this club, and I need you to give your all. Do you know what I mean? And as long as the players do that, then you know nothing's going to get in the way of their dreams. You know, he's going to help them to become the best versions of themselves. Um, but at the same time, they've got to be realistic. You know, the the squad's deprecated for sure. Um, you know, there's players who are really unfit. Their value's gone down. Um, and all that needs to work, you know, work positively in the background. So it's a, you know, it's a long-term, it's a long-term investment, long-term plan. I'm not expecting anything immediate, other than obviously a win against Tibbs. But I think. Um, <laughs> and and Leverkusen as well, mate. We want to beat Leverkusen like at least five or six, and then go on and stuff Tibbs as well, don't we? I maybe I live in I live in nil. I live in nil. But um, I mean, no, I think it's um, I think it's important to take take an abuse in terms of what one asks are. Um, but, you know, in, in terms of winning 56 and in terms of winning winning cups and stuff, it's all achievable. Nothing's off the table, do you know what I mean? Mm. But it's down to it's down to the players to execute his plan and make that happen. Snags, yeah. did you not... Sorry, Paul, I was going to say, did you not find it interesting that he, he's mentioned two or three times now about this team, people think this team is broken and they're not. And I, that, to me, was really interesting because what, I, I think what, what he's about, and, and quite a lot of people have said this, particularly, particularly people who have worked with him, is that you know he's one of the best coaches, man managers he's ever worked. I've seen a wee segment of a wee, a, a wee small interview. I don't know where it came from, from Jermaine Defoe, and, and he talked about how he just tweaked the system a wee bit a couple of years ago to get the best out of him because he said he knew my legs were gone, but he said I knew he could score. He knew I could score goals, so he brought the tens in a wee bit and adjusted the system around me. So I found it quite interesting that he talked about how people perceive this squad to be broken and it's not. And that to me, going back to the Kamar Roof thing and maybe. Maybe that sort of reluctant to, to to come back from injury as quickly as possible. 
that to me tells me that his man management side is going to come into effect and, and will need to be tested big time in the next couple of weeks just to bring this squad back and, and, and to give them that wee bit of self-belief and confidence again. Yeah, I think, um, do you know what, Gio, I think one of the things I was thinking of there while she were talking is that, you know, when a, when a new management team comes in, they bring a new system, a new set of beliefs and a new kind of structure. The players buy into it initially, but I think what we saw with with Van Bronckhorst is as much as players were given different roles um, and responsibilities in that system, they went all at it for a short period of time. And then, you know, if you can imagine them all in a circle, a bit of rope around them starts to get tighter. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. it, it was restricting. It was restricting for a lot of them. They couldn't yeah. they couldn't go, go go and play the game that they wanted to play. And I think that's that's really important in terms of you know player player development and obviously squad belief. And I just think that started to trickle downwards. Um, and we saw that obviously in the in the results and the and the kind of latter phase of um, Geo's reign. And I think um, the difference with McBeal is is that obviously he. He recognises the players' strengths and where they should be playing and what they should be doing in terms of how that fits into his system, and that's going to translate onto the park and create a, a more exciting product for you know the fans to watch, but also mm. give the players something more to believe in. Um, if that makes sense. Mm. Oh, and see, and see, just before we move on, Paul, let's see, I just want to make one last comment. Actually, I don't know who it was. Obviously, you guys are know because because um, you're you're close to the press side, but. When when that press conference was opened, there was, was somebody that led with a question asking how Mc, you know how did McBeal think it was it was um, acceptable for QPR fans to think he was a traitor? I thought that was disgusting. By the way, I thought that was yeah. awful. Um, it's just clickbait. It's just clickbait, isn't it? It's just stuff they get a reaction and shit like that. It was awful. Yeah, and 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 even even the person that asked about you know choosing um, you know Rangers over Wolves and stuff, I kind of get. I kind of get, you know, people want answers to that, but there's a way to frame questions like that. Do you know what I mean? Why why did you choose Rangers over QPR? Do you know what I mean? It's no hard, but to say things like that, I just think it's really... Um, disrespectful. It's, uh, mm. it's, it's disrespectful, provocative, because you could see he was on the back foot when he was asked it. He could, yeah. Because he, he's he's surprised. He's like, no fucking way. Oh, no, wait a minute. He did just ask that. Fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's, a, it's a horrible situation it, to put somebody see, in. Yeah. See on that, see on that, he maybe addressed it a wee bit more in the fan briefing, briefing after it. And he's probably a bit more relaxed because it's off camera. And he never said anything shocking. He said stuff that we already know. He said, right. why why, why did I want to come back here? He says, I read things about Mike, Michael Bill when they want to go back there. They wouldn't want to go back there. He says, why would they not want to go back here? He says, look at this stadium. He said, Real Madrid were in here. He said, last year before the game, he said, before the preseason friendly, their representatives were in that trophy room through there. He said, and they were blown away by what they seen. He said, that's the, that's, the most successful club in European football, you know, in terms of Champions Leagues and whatever else. He says they were blown away by our stadium, by our fan base, by our club, by our history, by our stature. He says we're a big club and it's something that I, I don't know who it was in the chat, but they said, I think it was I think it was actually um, David Hairs, and he said that we have to get back to playing like a big club. We've been playing like the small fry who are just lucky enough to be in the Champions League. See, if we're thinking like that, we don't deserve yeah. to be in the Champions yeah. League. We have to go into the games and say, actually, we deserve to be here because we are a big fucking football club, by the way. Do you know what I mean? I think that like, that he was lost, God, particularly in the Champions League, wasn't it? It was absolutely lost. Exactly. And, and we reverted back to almost that type of going, we're going to contain, we're going to suck in, and we're going to sit in, and we're going to try and hit them on the break. And we're a tiny team. Whereas the season, literally months before, we were going and taking teams on. And something happened. The dynamic of the team changed in, in, in that preseason. But you know what? Like you said, it's and like David said there in the comments, it's, it's brilliant to see. Now, the proof will be in the pudding in a couple of weeks' time or even a couple of, of months' time. But, you know, 
Um, I think, you know, from, from, you know, I've also heard a lot of comments from me personally, and sorry if I'm, I'm snack, uh, Timmy, I know you want to say a few things, but, you know, we, we also forget, and a lot of people forget that there was managers thrust into the hot seat who had no experience before and they've proven pretty successful. I think Gerard is obviously one who done really well. Walter, our own Walter Smith, you know, don't forget he got the he got the gig with two games to go, you know, and 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 then led the club to the one of sorry its, it's most successful sort of period in history. So, you know, we, you have to take occasionally you have to take a wee gamble on things like this here, and 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 I genuinely do hope he works out well. He's saying the right things. He's talking the talk, you know, and you know I, you've heard me talk about this quite a lot. The likes of Kent and the likes of Alfie haven't been firing. And I'm looking forward to getting them back, and hopefully he can he can get them back to the way they were, and hopefully if they are doing well, maybe get them a, a new contract, and and they'll be sellable assets again, you know. So yeah. I also found it interesting he talked about the player trading model as well, and that to me, you know, again we've brought I think from the training videos we've seen in the last few days, Zach Lovelace and young Alex Laurie have been in the team and looking looking good in training anyway, and it looks like he's brought them two in, and 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 will hopefully start to utilize young talent again. Yeah, I was actually going to get to that uh, <laughs> the player trade model thing you talked about. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll come to you. I mean, I'll, uh, talk about the business of um, going for 56 and trophies. Um, you can give your thoughts on that and what his comments were on that. But also, talking about Ryan Kent, um, uh, what it said Gio just did there. Now, you and I have scrutinised Kent up closely over the last few matches. We've been sort of sitting there watching him. Do you think, though, that Michael Beals here, he'll offer a bit more freedom to do what he does? He won't be sticking rigidly to that left-hand line. He'll be able to cut across the park the way he used to. Remember that? In fact, there was one time he did run across the park and he ran straight across the halfway. He didn't even deviate towards the goal. He was straight across. It was just a perpendicular to what he should have been doing. It was just really, really weird. So do you think that Ryan Kent will be allowed more freedom to express himself and become the Ryan Kent that we know he can be, and also the business of uh, Gold 56 and winning that ASAP, mate. I think regards to Kent, it's all going to rely on his attitude, because we know that he's got the talent, we know he's got the skill, but also his attitudes have been great this season, and whether that's been because he's not been happy with the management, he's not been happy with the fact he's not getting a move, or whatever it is, nobody really knows, but... I've been quite harsh on Kent this season. I've also been very fair on him. Like uh, we've sat and watched him, Paul, for the entry and gave him like made so many excuses for him up until maybe about October time. Before I was like, nah, fuck it. That just it's, enough is enough type thing. You know, it's like you could just see it wasn't over that to be fair. But as I said in the chat a while ago, as much as I probably harsher on Kent than say Morelos, I'd rather keep Kent than Morelos because I think we could still get something from Kent. I think the boat's probably failed when it comes to Morelos. Um, I wouldn't be too upset to see him go at this kind of stage. Maybe he could turn it round. He's done it before. But when it comes to Ken, I think they'll start playing in there. We're ready to be tapped into. I'm not going to get ahead of myself because I saw him do quite well in training. Hmm. This time last year, we were all like, oh yeah, well, fucking get stuck into Ken. Tricks are for the circus. And then they were, they were the exact opposite. Because the Lowry's trick. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, we're loving Lowry's that. We thought that we thought that kind of approach towards Kent was going to be a good thing because it was going to make him more concentrated, have him fanny a bit less and make him more direct. But as you said, Paul, the problem was he became too rigid, he was too stuck in a specific style of playing. It just wasn't working. But it wasn't working for the team either. So it's no fair to just blame Kent for that. No. The entire team, other than maybe Cholak, was performing really poorly. Um well, Kent, 
he needs to prove it though. I don't think a style of play is going to change the kind of player he is. His attitude still is an issue because you saw the shots he was hit, you saw the way he was trying to play his own. There was just no belief there. That's no. not the system, that's him, in my opinion. In regards to 56 and the trophies and that, well, you want a manager that's going to come in and say, even though we're nine points behind and it's mathematically possible to turn that round and win the league, do you want the manager to come in and say, we can't compete? I don't think so. We're going to want somebody to come in and say, it's doable. We don't want somebody to come in and say, are we going to win the league? Because that's just not the point either. Yeah. But you just tell the truth. I personally, to be honest, I don't see his turning that run. I don't see him making that much of an impact. He's going to need some time. Mute him. He's going to need some time <laughs> to, to turn things around because, as you say, he's up against it. If we can get to trophies, I think we're laughing because there's a guy who's come in end of November. If you get two trophies at this, that's a successful season in terms of the new manager. We are still competing for the league, though. So as long as we take that right up to the wire or as close as possible, that's all we can kind of ask for. But if, if you yeah. come in and say that the league's over, I'd want him at the door right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think I like his determination. I like the way he talks. There's a, there's a steeliness about him. Mm. Um, he's, he seems very focused and very driven towards what he aspires to produce to, to uh, project the team on to be doing, um, and it, it's there's almost like there's a, as I say it's just he's super focused. And even when he was talking about that, he's you could see his facial expressions changed, his eyes changed, everything about him, his demeanor, his mannerisms have changed. And it was no, this is what we're going to do. We are going to do this. We will win that. He says, when it is, I don't know, but we will win that. That fifty six is the most important thing. We have to get that, and we have to get it soon. Uh, and I like that, you know, if he can impart that sort of drive, determination uh, and will to win onto the players, then if, if the players take half of what he's got in his, in his eyes, then I think we're under a surefire win over the guy. And I'm, I'm, I'm like the rest of you guys, I'm probably, I'm all in for Beal now. But listening to him talk, he seems, I say, very driven. And I, that's all you want. And I, and I, I like the fact that he seems to be a very good man manager. And I like the fact that the players are coming out and talking very well about him. Uh, Stephen Davis and all that. Else, all been extremely positive within the first few days. I, I know they've worked with him before, but, worked with, but they all seem very pleased to have him back. Um, which is a shame for Gio and his staff because it seems that they weren't particularly popular. Um, I don't know if it was a cultural thing or just it, it, just, didn't, it just didn't work. Um, but the players seem very, very positive about, about Michael Beale being back. And let's just hope that they can... I hope he's going to be the kick up the bum they need because if the players have just a down the tools, then they're not just cheating the fans, they're cheating themselves. And somebody alluded to earlier, I can't remember who it was, um, mentioned uh, the fact that he, he was talking about players getting the best out of themselves. He actually talked about that. He said, if the players want to be the best player they can possibly be, that's my job to get the best out of that player on the pitch. So that if they want to be sold on, for a huge, for, for a big money move, it's my responsibility to do that, not only to the club but also to the player as well. So I think that's, that's a very good attitude he's got there. Do you know, because he he's, 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 he lives in the real world. Because he was talking about the the finances of Scottish football and stuff like that. It's the only way a club of this stature and this size can survive and, and continue to thrive and push on players. is to sell players. So it's his mm-hmm. responsibility to get those young players mm-hmm. and the players we've currently got 
and maximise them, not only on the pitch, but also the worth for selling on value. And I like that. Also, it's also though the, the, the board's responsibility, remember, to make sure we have a competitive team on the park and have a football club that survives. So yes. again, that issue was touched upon the night and it was an important point that was made. Not every player that's brought into your club has to be sold on for profit. No. You know, Stevie Clifford put it perfectly the other night on this podcast. Alfredo Morelos was bought for one million. If Alfredo Morelos walks out the door in the summer for nothing, have Rangers got one million pound worth out of Alfredo Morelos? Yes, yeah. because he's carried us in Europe. <coughs> he's carried us into Europa leagues. He's carried us into you know latter stages of European trophy, uh, European tournaments. He, he, he's huge in winning the league title. Um, so you know that, and that's a point, Stuart Robertson. And listen, Stuart Robertson, Ross Wilson, I've gave them stick. We've all gave them stick. I hate seeing comments, and again, everybody's interpreted their opinion, but I hate seeing comments that people saying about, oh, they two don't get enough aggro the night in that sort of situation. In that sort of situation, you've got to remember, there's so many people in there asking questions. Again, I wasn't part of the actual main press conference. I was only part of the fan briefing, but um, what I would say is the questions that were asked of those guys off camera, and again, I know talk is cheap, and it's my word against, you know, you'll say you're talking shite, and I'll say I'm not talking shite, the questions that was asked of those guys off camera, they were very honest in their answers and what's been going on in terms of, you know, listen, see the way we've operated as a football club, see if Chio had been a success, we wouldn't be questioning it, right? Mm. It's because it failed that we knew question the way we operate as a football club. We don't operate really any differently to what we did under under Gerard, right? We don't. The recruitment's still the same. It hasn't been good enough. I think where Gio's fell down a wee bit is that Gio hasn't improved, hasn't been able to improve any of the players that we had existing, right? See, whereas when Michael Beale, Stephen Gernot came in, they took Tavs, they took, you know, when they signed Borna, they took Morelos to a different level. Then they needed back to go and recruit more like that. Michael Beale says himself, we don't have the money there to sit and go and buy a ready-made replacement for Alfredo Morelos. But what we should be doing is scouring below that and seeing who's the next one that we can pick up for a million that possibly we could sell for 20, 25 million mm. in two-year time, but might also be the person who's going to win us the title for the next three, four years in a row and get us Champions League qualification. If we're doing that and we're getting 40, 50 million for getting into the Champions League, would we sell that player for 120 million? No, we wouldn't in Scottish football. So arguably he's worth his better off in that blue jersey, winning things and getting us into the Champions League than, than anything else. Now, Alfie hasn't fulfilled his total potential since he's been at Ibrox, 100%. He's, he's capable of so much more. I do think unless something happens in January, he's going to be key to this season and what we can achieve, which is why the, Michael Beale's job is to turn around and say, let's get him head in this. Let's get him involved in this. Let's get her. And I, and I think you will see a different Morelos. I think you'll see a different, I think you'll see a different team, to be fair. Um, the mentality will have switched. And Michael Beale, although we're trying to temper expectations, he was told we did expect a treble to be delivered by me. So there's no <laughs> pressure. Get out and get it done. <laughs> Can I That's just it. quickly say, mate, Andrew is saying there he's looking forward to getting a wee pint with us, mate. Do you, when is that exactly? Does anybody know? I think it's Friday the 16th. It's round. Friday the 16th. Friday the 16th. It's the night after the night after we play Hibs. Right. And what, yeah. what's happening, Paul? Yeah, have, Can we a wee what? bit more about it? Well, actually, Andy's I, buying everybody a pint. And, yeah, exactly. Andrew Ooh. Bluebells has said he's going to buy everybody <laughs> a pint. Um, it's got, we are, we are having our Christmas night out. It's a Christmas bash, and everybody's invited if you want to come along. It's going to be at the Go Urban Glasgow Hotel. 
Uh, tickets are on sale at eighteen pounds, and if you want to stay in the hotel for a night, if you DM the pod, we can give you some details uh, of the hotel, and you've got preferential roommates. It's a we're going to slide have, into those DMs. We're going That's to have a, we're, we're going to have a live pod. Uh, we'll be discussing the, the previous night's uh, match against Hibs, Michael Beale's first match. So we'll have a wee, a wee quick uh, maybe twenty minutes, half hour live pod. We're then going to have uh, a Q and A session. Um, that's going to involve uh, Alex McDonald, Barca Bear, uh, Colin Hendry, and we are working on another guest as well. Um, also including your ticket money is um, live music, a buffet, and we'll have a wee bit of a, a, bit, a bit of a Christmas sing song and disco afterwards as well. So come along and have, enjoy your Christmas night out uh, at the Co-op in Glasgow Hotel, Friday, December the fifteenth, with the Battle Fever podcast. And uh, we we are all going to be here if Snags can. Uh, Get his, uh, get his wheels on his bike. He'll be pedalling all the way up. Uh, Baz is going to be in attendance as well. It's going to be a fantastic night. Jeeb is coming as well. Jeeb is coming as well. Jeeb's coming. Jody's going to be singing. Jimmy's going to be there. Is the staunch superstar going to be there as well? I believe the Staunch Superstar, and I believe the Staunch oh. Superstar, it might be around about a birthday for the Staunch Superstar, or oh. his birthday, I can't remember, so something like that. Well, I, I, it's two days after my birthday, so if anybody wants to buy me shots, then you can work away, big lad. I was going it's to say as well. five or six weeks after my birthday, but... Six months after mine, so if anyone... It's three... It was before you, so... Three, three before mine. Um, what I was going to say is, if anybody uh, wants Simi to sign his books, uh, the author... Some of the author right. to sign your books and uh, bring your books along. I'm sure Simi will sign them. And if you don't, you can order them and bring them along, and Simi will sign them. But here, we've, actually... got, we've got sorry, Scotty. I was going to say, mate, we've got the big thing up so you can get your photograph taken of Colin Hendry and the Barca Bird. There's going to be stuff um, for sale, there's going to be stuff for raffle, there's going to be stuff for auction, there's going to be giveaways, there's going to be shitloads of stuff. And then yeah. there's Simi giving out his photograph and his autograph for free as well. So, <laughs> all, yeah. for, all for 18 pounds. And there mistletoe, like there's going to be mistletoe for a wee, where a wee semi snog as well. Oh yeah, and and, uh, and ba- Baz and Gio Magic are going to give give a gun show. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> um, two two points, two points. Right, I just want to address this comment right for Alex because, and I'm not getting you, Alex. Right, categori- categorically, Shoot Robertson and Ross Wilson have never picked a team. They've never picked a player that Rangers have signed. There's a recruitment. Um, department which the manager had final say on, right? No, you can say that's lies, you can say whatever. I'm only telling you what was told to us tonight, right? So we can sit and we can argue that point, which is easy to do off the back of the failure that we've just witnessed, or we can say and we can actually go, right, well, fair enough. Another manager did not lose his job because recruitment was poor, another manager lost his job because results were shockingly bad. Right, and you're not sitting there telling me that the team we have the new should be performing the way they have been performing. They're a lot better side than what they're showing, right? And that comes down to coaching as well as recruitment. Yes, okay, I take that point on board. But coaching first and foremost. Gio never improved a player. Well, tell lies probably Bassett to be fair and sold them on. Gio did a good job to a certain extent. However, the time was coming. Gio had to go um, because he didn't know how to change it. He didn't know how to get the best out of players, and that's just it. Second point. As in the guys don't even know this yet, but we're also planning and having a wee day or a wee morning before the Bayer Leverkusen game on December 10th, where there's no tickets involved. You don't need a ticket. Just come into the hotel. Let's have a let's have a 
fucking chat about football, about Rangers, about everything. We'll see if we can get a wee singer. We'll see if Jody wants to come along yet. We'll see if we can get um, people in there. If you're a Rangers supporter and you sell memorabilia or whatever, come along and sell it on that day in the hotel. Come and, you know, we'll be selling the tickets for the for the show that day as well. So come and, and, and join us and have a laugh and a carry on. The, the hotel's always bouncing anyway. Get a few pints before the game. Let the range run about and do what they want. Um, and then go and watch Michael Beale scudding a Germany, uh, uh, a Germany, a German team in his first. Well, it's okay, it's not competitive, but his first game in charge of the club. First game. Could you say something about Gardner recruitment, Scott? And I'm going to give you some credit as well because Thank Lundstrom you, played a lot. Be- <laughs> Lundstrom played a lot better. The, the axis. We're going to go back to the axis, are we? The the asterisk, aye. I'll call call him, we'll just say uh, Gio. Or Giovanni, we'll say Giovanni. (laughs) Um, But no, the the previous manager. uh, There was a lot of players they made better, let's be honest, for that brief period of time, especially in Europe. The big issue was, though, they also regressed. The guys like Aribo and Bassi got sold on. Lundstrom was the best on earth only a few months ago to an absolute shell and shadow of what we're used to. The entire team in that way, so in Europe, though, Sammy, no domestically, I, domestically with 11 point swing. But I don't mm. think necessarily it should get credit for I did improve some players, but the problem is for me, he's no who it was a regression after that that was really, really bad, and that's what I don't understand. And that's not a recruitment thing, um, that, that goes deeper than that. But hopefully, if anything, we can get that new manager bounce out of Bill. Where they can sustain that because this team has shot about a few times under different managers. A lot of these players have went missing when we've needed them. That's not just tactics of coaching. They've done it under, under so many different managers. How many managers has Morelos through about a halfway and three toes at the tram? Four? Three or four? Mm. Yep. So, and it was under uh, Van Bronckhorst that Golson was saying these players have lost their hunger. So, there's still issues there. It's a hell of a ask for Bills coming in. So many points behind. Expectations to get a trophy. Take these players and put them up the arse and go in a run of results. I think you can do it in the short term with these players, but I think a lot of them really need to be going. And that comes out of recruitment because recruitment's not always coming in. It's also going out. Yep. And we're terrible at selling players. We won't spend two million for a right winger, but we'll spend three million for a manager and 100 million just writing our contracts. We love writing a contract to have in this club. We love uh, mutually agreed. But it goes back to what I, what I said, though, <coughs> is that there is certain players that, yes, okay, we'll never sell on because they're not good enough. But there's mm. also certain players there that the club, for instance, Alfredo Morelos during the 55 season, there was bids for him, but the club took the decision that actually he's probably better off to us winning the title. Now, of course, we didn't account for Gerard leaving. No. And, and and walking out, you know, I think if anything, Gerard deserved a wee bit, a wee bit more. Listen, I'm just putting in the comments the link to the actual um, ticket. It's, it's, I know, running, it's running across. I know, but still people can just click on that, copy and paste it there. But this, right. is the business, this is where the business thing comes in again. You know what I mean? It's a case like we could knock back uh, money for a player. Let's say we can knock back 15 million for Morelos. Then we're chasing two million to go to Australia and play a friendly because we need the money. It's just, we I mean, should be a selling club. Now, I get what you're saying about some of these players should have stayed. But the same argument could be for Bassey in that case. Now, you're going things like that. Of course. I think there's certain players, when you're getting like 15 million for them, 
think uh, a couple of Avengers, you need to take that kind of money. For, for me, though, Simi, sorry, Scott, can I just ask Simi a question? Simi, you know, um, uh, like the start of seasons and stuff, and you see like um, the the kind of video printer on Sky Sports when you know uh, clubs are playing uh, players coming through or that they've nicked for somewhere that you like, you know, for doing the pub and stuff, and they score and it comes up a trialist. Mm-hmm. See, at Rangers, it comes up a litigation because that seems to be the only thing that we're chasing at the minute. Do you know what I mean? We fucking we love court cases, and that'll be our next big signing. I think you should just start uh, filming the court cases and put them on Rangers TV. People should then watch that. <laughs> Judge Blue knows. I'm in. Uh, Judge Blue knows. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, you know, as Alex said earlier, he's right. Recruitment hasn't has they been good enough? Yes, but like I said, the manager has final say on that. So for all we can and listen, I'm not, I'm not a Ross Wilson pure fanboy here. By the way, right? I think he's got to do a lot better in his role. But I don't think we can say, right, well, if you get rid of the club of Ross Wilson, if you get rid of the club of Stuart Robertson, now you've got rid of Geo, everything's rosy and we're all going the right way. No, decisions have to be made that are correct um, going forward. I think Michael Beale, his background is recruitment, remember, in terms of, you know, he's very close to that side way. Well, Chelsea, Liverpool, the big clubs that he's worked for, you don't work for them unless you have that big club mentality where you know and you can identify a player that's going to fit into that, that sort of club. Rangers is the same. And I think I don't he's think... very close to the recruitment side at Rangers. And I think he will definitely. Because let me tell you, there is no chance Ross Wilson is sitting in that seat, uh, Michael Beale sitting in that seat tonight, knowing fine well that he's not going to be judged on his players. Right? I think he's only sitting in that seat tonight because he knows through a previous experience when he worked there at the club that the manager or the coaching team, because it'll not just be done to Beale, it'll be done to his coaches as well, will have... For instance, Bill was the one who brought Goldson to the club. Now, I'm sure we all think that Conor Goldson's been a sound buy for our club, right? We didn't want to see Conor Goldson walk out for nothing. He signed a four-year deal. The guy the year before had a, had a heart problem where, you know, it was life or death at times. Was that a huge risk for our club to go and spend three million on a guy like that? Financially, a huge risk. Has it paid off? Have we got three million pounds worth out of Conor Goldson without a shadow of a doubt? Right, so again, that's what I'm saying. Recruitment in that side has been good. Yes, it's stagnated probably the last year to two year, and that's where maybe the club have took the foot off the gas a wee bit. I do think they've, they've probably admitted now that they they made the mistake. That guy sitting in that sitting in that seat tonight should probably have been sitting in the seat twelve months ago. Gone new, but we know new, right? Because the club, I think, are admitting that mistake. I think. Um, do you find the recruitment kind of a goal? So you were saying like, um, like that's a guy that was just saying was a life and death and had a heart problem. In terms of like the, the injured players we sign, that's probably peak when you think about it. We took a guy that was actually genuinely like dying, you know, and like um, look how well he's done. Thankfully, as well, he's healthy and he's playing some of the great football. But how many players have we signed that have just been so injury prone? But again, was that the doctor thing? Was that training? Was it all these kind of things? This is time will tell. I've never been a manager come into a club with such a challenge ahead of him. We could talk about Gerard and taking up in Marty Cushinia, etc. But we were so low doing. Gerard could only really put us up. Bill's coming in for the Europa League final, 55. There's many expectations. Just finished the Champions League. I think there's, many, I don't know if there's many expectation for Bill. But as you said, Bellerin Scott, he's not going to get the same time as Gerard did. And I think he, sh- I think he deserves time. 
does. I think that's what Scott's saying, isn't he? He will. I, I think, I think he'll get a bit of patience. I think he, you know, I think there will be certain fans, a section of fans, will, will expect success and instant success. The one, the one. Jay Gallica. Jay Gallica. The one good thing I think we will, we will have, and again, agree or disagree on it, and, and you can tell us what you think about it. But I think we will see a certain, you know, bounce back from this team. I think you, you see it with any new manager comes in. You've seen it with Aston Villa when Gerard left, and I think they won their next game against Man United three one or four 0 or something stupid like that there. And then they've went on a bit of a run since he's gone. They're exactly the same players who were being coached in exactly the same way. They just don't become brilliant players in a, in the space of a week. So I think we will get a certain bounce back from that, and hopefully he can build on that momentum. And then obviously he's got the Christmas break, and then it'll be a chance to, to properly put a stamp on it. But I do think they're, they're you know because we've sort of been so high and we've come so low against him, mean, I do think he will get a wee bit of a wee bit of sort of leniency and a wee bit of patience from from the majority of the fans. But again, you know how often do we go to games or how often do we watch games and 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 you know you hear the the, the crowd get non players backs because we're not winning four five six no we're, it's it's an expecting fan base and I think you know that you know as as soon as we do draw a game or even God forbid lose a game I think that's when you're going to see the man you know sort of make his money because he will it, it's how he picks those players up and how he picks the team up in adversity will really show what he's worth. Again, there's a couple of comments here. Right in the thingy about Goldson, Mark Allen, Purchase, whatever. I Mark Allen was director of football at the time, but it was um, it was Liam Rossinho who pointed him out to uh, Michael Beal because he'd seen him play. Obviously, he knew of him. Michael Beal said, "Well, I don't know enough about him. I need to go and search that. I need to go and scout him, if you like, in some way." And it must obviously because it was pieces, so it must obviously have been previous um, performances. Stephen Gerrard had covered the game. I think that Connor Goldson was playing for the telly, and eventually between them, they collectively took the jump. And I think that's paid off. So I, Mark Allen was the director of football at the time, but it was very much a Michael Beale signing, as in it was identified to him and Michael Beale drove it along with then Gerard when Gerard obviously done his scouting on him as well. So yeah. And and what 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 doesn't it what what pisses me off, right? Is these players, by the way, got us to a Europa League final six months ago, right? That's that's not a bad team, by the way. Right, for mm. all that we might make out here, and they've been poor this season and deserve every single bit of criticism they've got, that is not a bad team that we've got sitting there. They should be performing a hell of a lot better than what they're doing. And that comes down to whether players have chucked it under Geo, which I probably think they have, right? Which is unforgivable, by the way. Because at the end of the day, Geo doesn't pay your wages, the club pays your wages, we pay your wages, us as fans who pay our hard earned money every week. But I don't think they become bad players overnight. Michael Beale going into that club. Right, and what we would all have liked six weeks ago was he's a raw shite and I'm selling the wateries, right? But the fact is, he signs his own P45 if he does that because the players are not going to they're not going to respond to him. He's got to go in there and he's got to he's got to get something out of the players between now and January at least, and then for January to the summer because we can't turn over a full squad in one January window. He'd be lucky if you get three or four players in January. Mm-hmm. He has to get a tune out of them between now and May, and then he can possibly get to work to say, well, actually. I don't think he's hungry enough. Remember his BT interview? He did say he questioned whether some of that squad were hungry enough to go again. And this is where Alex is absolutely spot on in his comments because this is where recruitment comes in. We should have been able to... And same with Gio and Simeon, what you have said about um, shitting players out the door. I believe Bill and Gerard, etc., wanted Mayor out the door after the 155 to refresh the squad. I think that's why you find they went to Aston Villa. They didn't get that side of what they wanted. And which in turn didn't allow them to bring really much in 
Sakala, Lindstrom, free yeah. transfers. Some of them, others yeah. were paid a wee bit of money. Aye. But I think that's why they guys ended up down the road. We've got to take it that hopefully the club have learned for that. I don't think you're going to see massive players moving on like, oh, he's going to go for 20 million and he's going to go for 25 million. You're going to find players coming to the end of a contract and maybe going for a, a few million if they've got a year left or whatever. And then hopefully we can reinvest whatever we get into the squad. There's no doubt the board need to dip their hands in their, their, their pocket and get on with it. But these players aren't the bad players overnight, by the way. A Europa League yeah. final, remember? Penalty kick, penalty shootouts. Here, you know, one kick goes one way, one kick goes the other mm-hmm. way. We're sitting here with a team who won the Europa League last year. It's the fine margins in football. And if Bill can get that flipped and the players going in the right direction, the fans will very quickly follow suit. Scott, isn't that what I said, though, mate? Did, didn't he said a few times now that a lot of people on the outside think that this score is broken. It is not broken. And I think it's, only, it's really early days. Obviously, he's only had a couple of days. But again, with that bounce back and, and and bringing some young fresh players into the into the first team squad and letting them loose, you know, and being a bit fearless, I think that's what we're going to see. Inevitably, we're you know we're going to see that this squad wasn't broken. But you know, irrespective of who we blame, we blame Geo, we blame the, the the board. Everyone was to blame. Essentially, everyone was to blame because the team wasn't playing well. You know, we were we were losing games. We should have been winning. We were drawing games. We should have been winning, and we just didn't look like an attractive team. And it was time for a change, unfortunately. Change, like you said, changing changing Ross Wilson and changing Stuart Robinson wasn't going to make the product on the park any better immediately. You know, and again, at the end of the day, whether or not we agree or disagree that players down twos, it's a job to these guys. These guys aren't like us. They're not sitting on doing podcasts and love their team and, and shit themselves when we lose a goal and, and cry when we win leagues. They don't do that the same way we do. It is a job. That's it. You know, so essentially, you know, I, I think... We, like Simi was talking there, will he get the patience? I hope he does. I hope he does, not necessarily from the board, but from the fans. I hope we do give him time to sort of implement this style and implement his own his own thing. And like you said, it's going to be a couple of months before he truly gets a proper run at it and his own proper preseason and his own opportunity to buy the players that meet his system. Yeah, I think the he was... Well, sorry, the preferred as well. I mean, we always put up in general in, in time. I think it's just really good depends on your perspective on it, I suppose, because Gerard was constantly improving the squad year after year, getting further and further in Europe. People said, I well, was the board gave him time because um, he's not won a trophy. It's like, but you're not seeing what he's doing. Is that there's a long term plan yet? And he's bringing a fortune in. Now, whether you liked it or no, you're going to get more money for progressing in the Europa League than you are winning the League Cup. It's nice to have a nice wee shiny trophy, the parade, but that's not going to pay the bills. Let's be honest. And I, as supporters, you want trophies. But the board was sitting there. Try to, I mean, I'll leave the board credit this one. Try to balance the books for years of financial mismanagement. You've got a manager, a brand new rookie manager like that, doing things and nobody's done in the previous time, five, six years. And all that money's coming in. And people are saying, yeah, we should sack him. Look at the Scottish Cup. What the fuck about the Scottish Cup? Really, at that stage, you've got tens of millions coming in. For Europe, what do you get for the Scottish Cup? Like one million or something, one and a half million. Now, I know people turn around and say it's not just about money, it's about trophies and that. You tell that to a business who runs on money. No, that's then, though. We've made a mark in Europe, we've qualified for Champions League, and as we spoke about it at the, the live night, the, watching the, the game, that was a journey complete. We can focus on trophies now because the bank balance is quite healthy. The club are in a financially better position than they've been in a long, long time. We still expect to at least spend the Europa League next year, if not the Champions League. 
Is it second place because automatic qualification anyway? So we should be in Champions League no. regardless. No. no. But either way, we're going to be. We should, do, we should do something in Europe next year anyway, whether it's Europa League or no. Those bars being set. They're going to position now. It's like, right, cool. That was then. This is now. I just hope Bill does get that kind of. And I don't even just mean for the fans, I just mean the board in general kind of case. So there's almost as progress being made. Just. Look at that! Look at the progress. Yeah. Always, Isn't it brilliant that he hasn't even played a single game yet? And we're already fucking getting them out the out the door. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Not at all. It's the opposite. It's the I'm only opposite. joking, you man. I'm only joking, you big lad. Think... I'm only joking. You. I was going to say, I know it's like you know it's like at Rangers, though. Oh, of course, um, that's what yeah. you're saying. Se- second, there's no such thing as second place. Mm. You know, it's like a second place is last place, and he's coming in. Is it half a season he's getting? So you know he's going to get unless it's a catastrophe and we'll get relegated or something. He's going to get that again the preseason. See how we get Fucking so, mute him. I, <laughs> I can't take any minute. I think I'm quite, I think... Optimistic, I'm quite optimistic in how he'll play because of the style of playing that and the fact that he's going to get something. Because like I said, he's well. He's going to be that new manager bounce at least. That's going yeah. to carry us a few months. Bounce back ability. Remember that yeah. one. Bounce back ability. Yeah. I think it, I don't I don't think Michael Beal would be here come back within the year because when he left, remember people are, he actually went on social media and said you've no idea what 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 was what on behind the scenes, you no idea what happened. I don't think he'd be back here now without certain um, assurances from the board yeah. that he that he would get transfer funds. Now they've already alluded to that. The boards and Ross Wilson have already come out and said no, we will back him. We we will back him. Uh, and he himself has come out and said, "I will, I will get some money." But obviously, it's it's all tempered with what's available and what what we can afford, um, and within reason. So I think I don't think um, Michael Beal will be back without assurances from the board that he is going to be backed to a certain degree anyway. We, 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 our days are going to be spending twelve million on a, on a Tommy Andre floor. Well, well, truly gone there. That's just something Good. not going to happen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we have to be very careful <laughs> with what we do. Um, so, and he did say that he's going to his first job now is he's going to assess the squad over the next month before the January transfer window opens, both in terms of players who he thinks can push on and contribute, uh, and also allow the, the injured players to come back. And those who don't make it back within that time will be allowed more time beyond that, and they'll probably get till next summer to prove their worth. He's, he was very forthright, he says, players who I do not see progressing the team forwards or who are not willing to move forward with my ideas and the way the team structure that I want to put will be left at the side. And I like that. You know, if you're not willing to put your hard graft in, then you know, I'm sorry, you're just not a part of plans and you you will go. You'll be you'll you'll be sold. And that's that's what I kind of wanted to I wanted to hear uh, from from the new manager. But at the same time I think to go back to my original point, I don't think he would be here without certain assurances from the boards that he's he's going to be backed. Snagsy, you look you look sexy tonight in your pink, mate, as always. Thank you, sweetheart. I very much I just thought I would it. just bring, bring you in there, mate, because obviously it's, you're just... It does get washed. Beautiful. i just tell you that. No, I don't, but don't, don't, don't. don't I just, just let, let everyone know, mate. Just let everyone know. If we beat Hans, don't wash it again. There's a musk. Okay. Just let them think there's a natural musk coming off it. That's not a topic. Okay. That's a good attitude. <laughs> See, that's true. It'll be See, an auction prize. See one thing that he's no... He's no um, you know, going in with his eyes shut, is that he understands, he needs he needs the fans, he says, right, so he needs us, right, he needs Ibrox to be rocking, he needs us to get behind the players and drive them, but he also understands that the players need to provide for us, for that to happen, right, yeah. he knows that, he was the man, remember, that changed their approach in Europe, he was, he was the man that said, 
why do we need to play like a Scottish team in Europe? Why do we need to sit there compact, just like we've watched in the Champions League, by the way, and take a spanking? How can we not go and take the game two players, eh, two teams? That's what made teams respect us a wee bit. That's what made us, that's what gave us our confidence, you know, going forward that we could topple them. Why? Because there's teams we've gone and we're absolutely playing off the park in their own backyard and they're coming to Highbrooks and we're spanking them. Porto, for instance. We went to Porto, we drew one each. We probably should have beat them. We come to Highbrooks, they were absolutely fantastic for 45 minutes and we beat them 2 nothing. Place is bonkers, right? And we all get behind this. This this is amazing. This is what we wanted to see for years. For so long, we've been the whipping boys, you like a Europe or the boring team that's just going to sit there and sneak mm. a nil-nil or sneak a one-nil and scrape through. That isn't the way that we played. That's not the way we're going to play. Well, no matter who we're going up against, we're going to go after them, right? And it might mean that some games we might concede two or three, but we're doing that anyway, sitting playing shite. So why are we not as well going forward and going attacking teams and winning a game 5-4 or 5-3? I've no doubt the defensive situation will be sorted eventually, but right now he's hamstrung with injuries. So we need to take yeah. what we can get out of there. And the fact mm. is, the best form of defence for us is attack. Go forward. Go forward and keep the ball up the end of the park if we don't concede. It's pretty he, simple, did say, he did say he wants to play exciting football. Not only exciting for the for the, for the the supporters and people who are watching the television, but also for the players. He wants them to be excited, to be part of the team and be part of the, part of the match and in training every day. That's, that's his ethos. It's exciting football for all concerned. And that's good because for the last, certainly the last nine months, it's been boring football. Oh, that's the question probably yeah. everybody's asking why yeah, is he that, not giving the job well, that, that was asked tonight as well I think it a few was. of the guys in the press asked exactly the same thing didn't they they, just, they actually said and, and, and in fairness when you've got a manager when you, when a manager leaves and you've got somebody like Van Bronckhorst and don't forget I remember doing this show basically just over a year ago and we were all chomping at the bit to get to you in we all thought he was amazing and it was brilliant and he was the second coming and things like that there you know and then you know we, we've seen obviously starting so well and then dropping off and all that there sort of stuff. If there's any remnants from the Gerard era that, that Michael Beale brings, and I believe, you know, from, from hearing and reading stuff in the press, you know, Beale was the brains behind the team. You know, Beale was the brains. Gerard was the manager and he motivated the team and, and gave them the big motivational speeches and all that there, but Beale was the brains. You know, the fact that we went after teams, the fact that we didn't set off teams, especially in game, game, big games against them across the road, you know, we went after them. We pressed that's what we have been seriously lacking, and that's why we have been humiliated, humiliated in Europe this season. I've said many times on this pod about how the Ibrox factor got us through Europe last season. We were going away, and a lot of the home game, and a lot of the away games holding on, and then mm. we got back, we got them back home, and it was the crowd that drove them forward. I think what you're going to see from from this team eventually, when he gets that time and he gets that opportunity to to mould it the way he wants it to be is a team that can press, as a team that can put other teams on the back foot and not, like you say, Scott, not necessarily sit off and, and rely on defence. It's go after them and put in, and, and attack and, and the best form of defence is to attack. I'm looking forward to seeing that more than anything. Gio, seeing the way as well, like, why did they not get offered the job last year? Um, maybe, maybe there's an instance there where he was part of a coaching staff that wanted to go and try a crack in yeah. the Premier League. Yeah. And maybe Michael yeah. Beale wanted to go and do that. Maybe Michael Beale realised that was a mistake as well. Went out on his own and is now a manager in his own right and ended up back there. Should he have been there a year ago? Probably that maybe now in hindsight. Well, who knows? Because if who he knows? makes a total asset, you're not going to turn yeah. around and say, oh, he should have been the man a year ago. But going thinking about it logically, it probably was the, logic, the logical step was to give that to Michael Beale and continue what was started. Um 
listen, we're going to sit here and, and predict what's going to happen in the future. The fact is, we'll be sitting here a year and discussing a year in the job, hopefully, because if he's a year in the job, he's done well. Oh, well. <laughs> so, yeah, but here, see if, you, see if you want to discuss it in depth and in detail, come to the live pod in two weeks and, and give us all stick for saying everything. Yeah. Tickets on sale at the link below. I mean, it's yeah, amazing Michael, to Michael the opportunity Beale to might come be there. and smack me in the gut with a big wet fist and say, Gio, That's Ian Beale, mate. That's Ian Beale yeah, coming. It's no Michael Beale. <laughs> Brian Loudrop might and, be there. And Snagsy is still Snagsy is still going to be cycling all the way there. <laughs> he, he's going to be cycling on a live feed on the night. <laughs> for the duration. <laughs> for the duration to the last person leaves. That's it. Snagsy will be sweating. He'll have lost about six stones, sweat lashing <laughs> off him. And he'll, he'll, have, he'll be like it's skin and bones, but he'll be still going right to the end. I he's changed the colour he's top. Oh, yeah, already is. See, um, <clears throat> see, you come back to to uh, the football chat, right? I just want to want to touch on something really quickly. Ah, man, um, come on. <laughs> uh, you're you're beautiful, by the way. Hey, no, I, I am. Um, all right, deal. Oh, no, it was all years. It was all years. I am. Um, you know, looking at looking at Mick Beale's um, uh, ethos and you know strategy for his for his team, the 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 identity piece, right? One of one of his biggest features. Well, there's there's, there's two. There's there's the core, which is the midfield and defence, but there's the there's the attack element, which is um, unpredictability. That's the that's the key. You know, his 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 words were the opposition the opposition should not know what we're going to do. Do you know what I mean? And that that gets me excited just even saying those words because one of He's the problems tingle, with, 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 with Gio's team um as in as in Bank, you know, Van Bronckhorst, it didn't have an identity. It was it was missing, but even though it didn't have an identity, it became massively predictable. Um and I think that's that's why we, we started to see a lot of friction in the squad and management team because they were being asked to do things they knew weren't working. So therefore they were like, Well, why am I doing that? Because this is happening, we should be doing something, you know, something else, whatever. I think um you know that 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 would also translate to the fact that you know we weren't attracting Dutch players to Ibrox either because yeah. they're going to be looking at that thinking, nah, mate, you're all right. This is 1990s football. I'm quite happy where I am. Thanks very much. Um, and I think you know that there the, there was likely an element of that as well. Um, and I would say that you know under under McBeal, it's 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 going to be very exciting attacking football. Um, as he as he mentioned, and uh, I'm all here for it. And lovely, job. I would. I would suspect him, um, you know, a hundred percent to see out the duration of his contract. That's a prediction I'm going to make. Let's hope so. QPR fans will... fall down in laughter right now. Yeah, what I will say, what I will say, <laughs> Snags, we is... will buy QPR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I will say, Queen's Park Rangers, 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 Rangers. What's a Queen's Park anyway? It's just a Rangers. <laughs> not I mean, basically, what I've done. This is a club, right? That's basically what we're going to do. Right? We're going to steal the names of two of Scotland's oldest clubs, combine them, <laughs> and call our club that. We're also going to steal uh, the hoops. Which is that? Is that for Celtic? No, actually, Rangers used to wear blue mouth hoops back in the day. Oh, cool. So you're calling yourself Queen's Park Rangers and just copying the old strip. Aye. Cool. <laughs> Use your manager. See, see, hang on, as well, mate. It's a sad day. We need to put. QP before it, just so that you don't infringe copyright, isn't it? Exactly. 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 Yeah. Queen's Park. Mm. <laughs> Come on, it's even a real club. What <laughs> <laughs> club? QPR club. fans, go for him. No, I know. His, his, his Twitter handle is at <laughs> I bet. I bet Loftus Road isn't even a real place. <laughs> it's probably some kind of. Do you know what I'm saying? I think the Martin Scorsese trailer 
it's just simple doesn't matter because he's a film which is totally made up it's a fiction it's like it's like Sinbad in that Shazam film you know back in the day the genie it's why they kind of Nelson Mandela, Mandela effect things didn't exist there's no such club as Queen's Park Rangers <laughs> is it on yet? Keep keep digging, mate. Keep digging. I'm fine, mate. Don't you worry about me. Oh, for coming, Waddy. I'm okay. <laughs> Effective crisis management. Snaps yeah. Very good. Happily I need done. it right now, mate. I need it. That's exactly what we need. Yeah. Here, Fiona, Fiona was saying there, announce, announce George for uh, please, if, it, if it's a lie. Listen, I can neither confirm nor deny that um, Mr. Alberts will be at the live show, but I can tell you, Colin Henry, ex-Scotland captain, Four and a half million quid when he was 30, 17 million years old uh, when we bought him. I think he was about 40 when we bought him for four million quid. And Alex McDonald, Barshabar, will be there. And Simi. Be beautiful beard. George, George will be there. He's sitting right in the middle of that screen there, right in the exactly, middle of yeah. the George will be there. Mate, Disney spelt it like that, but it's still George. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. I'm need to go, so I'm going. No, like, I was going to say yes. I'm going to. I'm just going to wrap this up anyway. So, um, okay. I, I'll so basically, Scott was saying, "Let's have a stop." Semi, it's in danger. Semi, it's in danger of turning into the gentleman's pod, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just thinking. I'm, I'm just getting sitting ramble all night. Thursday <laughs> <laughs> night, it's school night. Not supposed to drink. I know. Go for it, Paul. You wrap it up, mate. You wrap it up. Thank you to everybody for for jo- joining us this evening in the chat. It's been uh, great to get get involved uh, and to put your stuff up the screen. And I want to thank the guys here for for um, for, for coming on. I want to thank because he's pointing at me. I'm going to go down there first. Snags, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Resplendent in pink as always, mate. Lovely to see you. Forty-five minutes on the bike, mate. You're welcome. Beautiful stuff. Legend. Legend. It's a mate. Simi, amazing to have you on as well, buddy. It's been a while since you've been here, and it's good to see you again. Thank you. Uh, I'll go to you next, Gio. It's good to have you on again, mate. Missed you Thanks, last man. time. Good to have Thank you back. I know. I, uh, felt, I felt like he was retaking on me a wee bit by, by bringing Stevie Clifford on. I was a wee bit jealous. Actually, I tuned in and watched as well. I was like heartbroken. Absolutely heartbroken. <laughs> Um, no, mate, brilliant to be back. Looking forward to seeing everybody in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm flying over on the, the Friday morning. Looking forward to it. Um, and yeah, listen, crack and pod tonight. Lots of different opinions. Love that. Um, it's all know, about. There's Alex saying, "Sorry for nipping your nut." Scott Never me. Like that Never. But Brendan, Never that's, what, that's what we want because everyone, every every single person on here is just a fan, and we just want to hear different opinions. So absolutely. Um, and and everybody wants to see Snags wearing his pink top as well. So that's the only reason I come on just to see him wearing his. Sorry, salmon, salmon top is salmon. Top. Sa- it's not pink. It's cerise. Snags will have Snags will have legs like fucking Joe's arms soon. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah it was lovely to have you back on, you. And we got Stevie Clifford on last week because he's got bigger guns than you. Um, Thank you Scott, Easy. Um, Easy. thanks for joining us, mate. Um, I'm sorry, you, you usually should be leading with this, but I know you're uh, being away and busy with work and stuff. Like that. Mate, so, it's always a pleasure when you ask me on this podcast. Thanks very much for coming on. I love coming on. <laughs> Enjoy it very much. So thanks. Thanks for coming on, Scott. It's really good having you on, mate. Brilliant. Thank you. Cheers, mate. The limited, so get in quickly. Aye. And obviously, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you with us here this evening. Um, so, brilliant. On get that note, yeah, don't forget, get your tickets. Buy a ticket, buy a ticket. 
ticker below. Scarcity and it's also, and it's, and it's, it's also in the chat as well. Links that it's in the chat. Come and join us. Maybe on it is on soon in other places. Spoiler. Oh, what was that? They may be on it is on soon and what is that other one? Five, is it five pm? Mm-hmm. What's that called? That thing? I maybe on there or not. So. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an old bastard. I've no idea what you're talking about here. Aye, we know that, but we're just trying to update people, right? <laughs> Paul, 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 would tickets, Paul would have his ticket Scotland queuing outside. I think I'll, I think I'll wrap up next time, Paul. You fucking drag it on a bit. I'm just, I'm just waiting. <laughs> I'm going to print my tickets off in the, my dot matrix. Okay, thanks so much for joining everybody, and good night. When I was a young boy, my father said to me, Put this scarf around your neck and sing the blues with me. And now I am much older. There's a place I wanna be. It's red faucet is beautiful. It's steeped in history. And I know what I'll find when the place comes alive. I got that battle. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.